Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Guten Tag. Period. Happy Black History Month again. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This girl follow on TikTok who like moved to Germany randomly. I don't know. I think she's a. I think she's an army wife because I think I, I figured out by context. But she makes it seem which which she deserves to do because it's her life. But she makes it seem like she just be moving to these places. Like she was just in Korea, mm. and then now she's just in Germany. And she's like, and they're like, why, girl, why are you in Frankfurt? Frankfurt freaking sucks. If you live in Frankfurt, I'm just I'm just I'm just recanting what I saw. Um, and she was like, people. She's like, I don't know no German, and she'd be like trying to pronounce the words, just like reading it as English, and like someone, um, someone like said something to her in the comments. She was like, Guten, and I was just like, you can't. <laughs> like, I love black people, I do. <laughs> like, you can't just my Guten, <laughs> Guten. Oh, she'd be like, what Guten your talk? And I'm like, girl, all right. <laughs> Because she was talking about the German stare. So she was like, and she's like kind of quirky. I love it. So she was like, this man was staring at me on the train. Like, what? Guten his tug. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> period. What is Guten his tug? You said what? I said, period. What is Guten his tug? Right. What you looking at me for? That sounds stressful. Like, being an army wife, you just got to move around everywhere. And I'm like, then I remember that I'm a classical musician. I'm at the whim of classical music. Wherever there's audition, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Lima, fine. Kansas City, fine. Portland, fine. Like you can't, you have no choice. You have choice, but it's like, okay, big dog. Yeah, you choose where you advance. All right, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. my bad. Well, well, news this week. Um, the Cincinnati Opera has announced that it's been awarded a one point three million dollar grant from the Andrew Mellon Foundation um it's the first gift of its kind because it will be providing key funding to commission new opera celebrating black celebrating the black American experience I was like <laughs> period let me write an opera let me write an opera let me hold a dollar <laughs> that's what it's giving I'm gonna start writing these people like hey I saw what you got one K ain't gonna hurt you. Period. It's not. Uh, Come on. One point three. Um, the Mellon Foundation grant also includes a uh, five hundred thousand uh, dollars designated to funding the continuation of Opera Fusion New Works, which is a, a workshop program for the development of new opera in partnership with the Cincinnati Opera and the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. Are the titles uh, on the conservatory? Huh? The Titus Underwood Conservatory? I was about to say. That's what. The, I, I got an email about a renaming. Let me stop. <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't. That um, was a joke. That program was, um, was established in 2011, supported by the Mellon Foundation, um, and has produced workshops for 19 operas. Okay. 19. Um, and many of the works have received their world premieres on professional stages across the U.S., including at the Cincinnati Opera, the Met, Lyric Opera of Chicago, Opera Theater of St. Louis, and the Minnesota Opera. But um, the a project that's specifically dedicated to uh, creating grand operas, telling 
positive quote uh that's a good specification positive and uplifting stories about the black community um has not been pursued on the scale which i mean like yeah i feel like there's a nuanced experience uh like nuanced i guess um experiences that we have so i'm not trying to say like here we got gotta be positive like i I just saw fire shut up in my bones for the third time um partly because like you never know when it's gonna i mean i do know when it's gonna come back but it's gonna come back in chicago so mm-hmm. don't got much to do with me um i'd rather spend oh god probably they did say what, what day was that the 12th yeah i don't know what song it was the 19th or the 12th i don't know what song <laughs> I um yeah I I had seen that a while ago and I had plans to go just you know because you never know when you gonna see it again so and I really like that specific cast because some of the cast is gonna be in Chicago but not all of it so mm-hmm. um and so like that's an opera that I liked and it wasn't a positive story you know there was a, obviously some things that are pretty hard to watch um but still very excited for this there's also i think the cincinnati opera is hiring right now and and they got the salary and the job description so i will go over there and uh see what they got going on because a recruiter emailed me talking about we hiring okay in demand girl in demand we saw it here first let that slip out okay no he was like um also i sent it to i sent it somebody i know who will be good for the job because he was like also if you have any referrals right because people know that you the plug all right so that was the news this week i'm so. agreeing with you that was I'm the news this week and andrew mellon foundation if you're listening classically black could also use a grant listen for nonsense but no i'm just kidding we would actually do something with it but right nonsense but it's like thoughtful nonsense like you're gonna get you're gonna leave with some it just go the 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 way by which you leave might be a little chaotic and there's nothing wrong with chaos it adds it's a seasoning of life okay um okay so today i don't know if it's obvious by the title because who knows um right we decide the title later so we'll see it could be gibberish what was it called yesterday? Uboof? Like, uh, it's too much. Or something like that. <laughs> it's too much. So. No, it's a, it was Ufab or something like that. Ufab. Yeah. Don't worry. This will be a normal intermission because if you if you made it through that one, you were a real one. Not even a real one, to be honest. Uh, because I, I would have skipped. Would I? No. Depends on who it was. If, like, Chris and Kefiri were playing Wordle. I'd have definitely sat, that, that, sat through that just to see what nonsense with it ensued anyway we're gonna do listens lately because we're talking about the super bowl today but we're gonna do um a little bit differently so um the super bowl f- uh, featured a lot of artists a lot of black a lot of artists um from yeah it was a lot of it was majority black it was majority black I'm, I'm, <laughs> it was majority black i mean listen and i thought that's got a little i thought you would be your friend since i you you're do? such trash like honestly i don't <laughs> like you you are a terrible person and i knew are you, you would kidding, say that Katie? i knew you would say that because i i am not quiet about my love for jack harlow i have been in respect for uh black history month 
However, I am not silent about my love for Jack Harlow. I think he's very talented and I think he's very charismatic. Oh my gosh. And here you go during Black History Month. And fine. Oh However, my, gosh. <laughs> my, whole, my entire Black History Month has been ruined. The shortest month of the year. And here you go. You can't stop talking about. Nah. But what I will say, and we can talk about that later, is that, you know, like I saw. I was I was vibing with it. I was like, okay, we got Dre, we got Snoop Dogg. This is lit. And then Eminem came. Eminem came out, and I know he like his music is in that era, but it just seemed like this could have been a moment, you know? Because like even all the backup dancers and stuff like that, I was like, oh, this is a moment. And I want to like we could talk about that later, either either on the mic or on like when is it appropriate to keep things, you know? But anyway, I've asked that same question, but then here come Katie bringing up the rear. You okay? You brought it up because I you brought it up, Jack Harlow. You did. That's because I because this, I, I thought it was funny how. Okay, and also you're the one. I just want the record to show that you brought it up because I was going to speak. Yes, right I brought on. it. Yeah, because and because I thought it was funny how I was like, well, hold on, it's a little inconsistent, but because I just like Jack Harlow as a person. You don't know. Okay, let's let's move on the intermission. You do not. You literally <laughs> don't. Um, I know you don't, know, Katie. So I know that he's so a we're doing I listen, we're doing listens, like, but I, that doesn't mean you know him as a person. Someone, someone, someone was in my demons and were like, you know, I'm in this organization and you know I'm from Ohio. What more do you need to know? And I was like, and see, this is why we can't progress. And this is why we can't progress. But anyway, um, so we're gonna do listens lately, music from the two thousands, three songs that had you in a chokehold. Mine, it's, I was going through, I'm like, what am I going to pick? This is not even, like, representative of, like, man, music was so, I mean, music is good yeah. now, but, like, I just remember, because I was in my middle school era. It's not, it's not an era. I was literally in middle school. <laughs> but I just remember that was, like, the life was just so easy back then. It was so fun. Like, I had so much fun back then. Like, viola wasn't my life. It was just a thing. I was just, like, in the Everton streets, walking around with my friends leaving notes in boys lockers you was doing that you you yeah girl oh we were wild i didn't have lockers until uh, yeah i didn't have well no 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 we had we had like little wooden lockers we did i think like the fifth grade or something oh dang i've always had a locker wait kindergarten no not kindergarten not first grade third grade on because i feel like i feel third grade what you keeping in a locker in the third grade your backpack, your coat. Oh. Like it would it would be like in the hallway and it has your name on it, which is wild to me because they're not locked and has your name on it. But um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's kinda what we had when we had the wooden lockers. Yeah, and you would like put your stuff in there, but you would bring like your backpack. We had a cubby. We had we had cubbies in lower grammar school because you would put your coat in a little cubby and then you put your backpack on your chair. Mm. Um, but then when we got like upstairs, third grade, you had started putting your coat in your locker and your backpack in your locker. You bring your stuff into the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then sixth grade, no backpacks allowed anywhere. You had to put your backpack in the locker. Like you could not walk around middle school with a backpack. You had to put your backpack in the locker, coat in the locker. Because, and then you had to, you, you would have, so everybody had their binder because you had to have like all, basically all your classes in your hand. That's what, that was like the rule of the school. I don't know why it was like that. Because high school, we could have backpacks. Because it's like that's like impractical yeah. because the school was so big. And I literally, 
there's not one time in my high school career where I will go to my locker during the day because it's just like in, unfeasible. Like my high school is huge. Like it's a we have thirty five hundred students, so it's Dang. like it was. I didn't even know it, they had high schools that big. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It was. Uh, it's a huge school, so you it's impractical. Like you you gonna be but you won't be in the west wing in english class you forgot an assignment in your locker girl that's a five minute walking back you know so um Damn, my high school was two floors my high second school. high school it was two floors there was I, our senior class was the biggest class i think ever and it was 166 students my senior class was like 600 650 around there that grad- I was about to say I know that graduation was agony but my graduation was three hours long so <laughs> but to say ours was not <laughs> like they just started calling names like that was it like Dang. cause you have to get through it you know like, I you mean, know regular- arts high school everybody had to perform oh musical theater vocal jazz opera gospel choir orchestra jazz combos do that the theater people had to do a skit the uh the dance people had to do their dance the visual arts had to do a slideshow cinematic arts had to do their thing yeah it was a whole it was a lot <laughs> that's a lot like why didn't they just have a senior they were night most of them oh no, no 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 most of the showcases were like of seniors but i see what you're saying like just like a thing to showcase all the senior work yeah and then so the the high the, the graduation you could just be in and out valedictorian said they thing principal said they thing and y'all out I, I guess even it's supposed to be like to take some time. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be like you know, I don't like know. I guess they wanted thing. to be they wanted to be a part of the graduation, but then they can't just pick one little thing. Mm-hmm. It's honestly our fault, the music, because everybody else had their one little thing. Like the theater seniors, they do their skit, theater dance, they choreograph their own thing and they do their thing, and then um, the senior visual artists they have their own thing but then music has so many different pockets it can't just be orchestra Mm. gotta be orchestra gotta be jazz vocal jazz gospel choir music like it has to be all this stuff so that was stressing me out like especially (laughs) like if i was a dancer you gotta you sweaty now you gotta it's graduation you got your hair we got your hair blown out you know what i'm saying and that's what always stressed me out like when i go to events i want to do what we came here for like you know what i'm saying like we can't i came here to graduate i don't want to do that i don't like too much moving parts so i've always been like that so it's like now we gotta we got to do this thing and then we got to go back here. We got to go back here and change. We got to come back. Like, <laughs> I just want to do what we came here for. We came here to graduate. I want to graduate. I mean, I feel like, it, I feel like we all knew it was going to happen that way. And also it's exciting because, you know, we graduated high school. So it's like yeah. one little thing. We graduated at Disney Hall. So it's like, oh, oh. cute. That's cute. So, Girl. They read names. They don't even write names in alphabetical order. They We went by counselor. Because that's how you had, that's how you had to organize it. So it's like, okay, Mr. Ramirez kids, and then those kids are in alphabetical order, and then mm. yeah, girl, it's big. We had to do it. We did it at Northwestern, and they um, and they football stadium because to fit everybody and their parents, and you and there was a limit. You can only have seven tickets, so people be passing around tickets. Like I had to go, I had to go fight for my life to get tickets for my family and stuff. Anyway. So I have to say, it was a grand time. It's reminding me some of, of being carefree, having fun. And I'm mad. I was like, how we get here? But because the lockers, the lockers, <laughs> yeah, leaving notes in boys' lockers. I'm like, me, my friends are wild. I had a great time. I've been doing well. I don't talk to. Do I talk to the people no more. I don't talk to none of my middle school friends. 
actually. Period. No, I'm just kidding. You said what? I said period. I have high school, high school friends, but my I don't talk to any of them. Do I? Not one. Dang. I'm at least acquaintances with a couple people, but acquaintances, yeah. Like my middle yeah. school best friend, I, I went to a party before the pandemic, and she had her baby. She handed me her baby. I'm like, we haven't spoken in so long. <laughs> like, but um. Like like my like this my girl Katie Ann she graduated from nursing school two years ago that same party and I went you know it's like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff but like I don't think I have her number type thing yeah dang one of my middle school friends one of my really close middle school friends she had a um a song on the finale of insecure what I know I was like yeah yes yeah, yeah she's popping and she she performed or is about to perform at Avril Punk. If you surrender my here. name, you couldn't say nothing else to me. Don't even speak to me. Don't even like, look at me. She's freaking out here. <laughs> if Issa Rae knew my name, don't even look my direction. You hear me? Don't even. I don't even want you in my ear. I don't <laughs> want you in my ear. I don't want you around me. I'm just playing. Kind of. Um, okay. So we going to go back and forth. You want to go first? Let me go first. I can go first. I think, you know, of course, early 2000s, first thing that came to mind, I was like, confessions. But everybody knows how much I love confessions, so I'm not going to play anything from that album. That's a problem okay. with doing the show forever and ever. It's like, y'all, I feel like we say the same thing every quarter. <laughs> You're done, <laughs> go. We got it, um, Katie. Middle school was great. Yeah, girl. Right, we get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I chose a song. This Okay, so... I tried to like kind of look up the exact era in the club that uh, 50 Cent performed was in 2003. So I have a song for 2003, four and five. Um, Actually, it just happened to be that way. (laughs) (laughs) I should just let you have it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, actually, I had a couple content. I had like four contenders. And then I noticed that I noticed it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do it like this. Um. Anyway, this is a song that I still listen to this to this day, and I know all the words. It came out in two thousand three, um, and it's fronting by Pharrell featuring Jay Z. Yeah. Sexy. I was in what's his name this rapper he did a, a cover of that and I was in his video but early 2000s Pharrell was very fine he's my first uh, celebrity crush who was my first celebrity crush I think Romeo mm. Romeo was so cute what happened to him oh he's dating that's like, well or whatever they're doing um Angela Simmons whatever that's whatever they oh. got going on who no one really knows it's like no one knows Okay, so my first one, I have a, I have a mix of genres because I tried to. I, I just realized that we didn't do no classical music. I was gonna ask you, but I was like, I remembered. I wasn't listening to classical music yet. I would say I wasn't either, especially like the stuff I was playing. I was playing. 
Dragon Hunter, Vortex. Vortex is such a good piece, and it introduces D minor so well. It's like a grade three piece. If you're if you are a music direct a music director for middle school, Vortex. <laughs> Vortex is so good. Oh my god, I don't remember the composer, but that is a great piece to introduce D minor. Yeah. I was still lit. doing uh, teaching little fingers to play on on p- the piano book. I was still doing stuff like that. Oh, so <laughs> at that point, nah. When did I graduate? Yeah, I was like in the right in middle school right there. I graduated middle school twenty oh seven. Yup, Vortex. Oh, and and of course, every middle school plays freaking. Oh, I I played uh, Anaconda Knox music because that was um, the state, the IMEA piece that you had to audition on, and I played Brandenburg three because every middle school plays Brandenburg three. Every middle school like seventh eighth grade or advanced orchestra you're gonna play that arrangement by isaac merle merle isaac that has been ran into the ground because my kids play it too okay uh let's start with my first pick which is um temperature and i'm laughing because it reminds me of the little step team i had back in middle school um and we did a little dance <laughs> this at the town show but this is temperature by sean paul and i love this time i feel like sean paul kind of started the the was a part of i don't I don't think it was him but he was a part of uh, seeing like the integration of like other music from the diaspora coming to the forefront like the same way like davido did for like nigerian music and not just west african music in general um sean paul did for jamaican music and this was like right around rihanna too so like the caribbean was bumping and this is temperature by sean paul the girl them skill Thunderball, some give it to, some give it to, some give it to, to our girls. Five million and forty, not this shorty. Baby girl, I'm a guest, I'm a guest. Thunderball say, well, I'm on the way the time. Cool, I wanna be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm. Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn you on. And girl, I wanna be the papa, you can be the mom. Man, and the West another words too. Man, <laughs> this is all, I don't want to add it to my playlist because I feel like in two months I'm be like, what the heck? <laughs> but man, ah, what an era! What happened to him? Oh, I feel like he's just living off his money. Actually, I think I looked that up a couple months ago, <laughs> and that's what I would do too. Come with two or three little singles and then retire to Jamaica. Well, I don't know about retiring to Jamaica, but retire somewhere. <laughs> I don't have the patience to live in, to live in Jamaica. Um, don't tell my story that because I I, I told her I was moving. Okay. <laughs> there was a time I think we talked about it. There was a time I thought I was moving to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. That time, I, I, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Um, okay. So the next one I'm playing is um also a very popular song from 2004 um slow jams by twista featuring a rapper i don't want to talk about right now and jamie fox are you gonna be she says she wants some for the 
Okay, my next one, speaking of crossing to the mainstream, <laughs> this is Imagine Me by Kirk Franklin. And I feel like this had this era in a chokehold. And I try to figure out why. And I'll say the lyrics. And I feel like this is when, this is like an example of a gospel song that talks more about like, doesn't talk speak directly about Jesus or God even, but just about like better times ahead. And I feel like people can, people who aren't religious can like um resonate with that because everybody wants their life everyone's life ebbs and flows and everybody's like looking ahead so um here it is imagine me kirk franklin thank you i'm hungry to see myself the way you see me thank you like everyone learn how to play that piano lick i learned how to play that <laughs> piano lick everybody learn how to play that lick like it's just one of them one of them tracks period okay so i have another classic i had originally had a different song that was featuring this person but i was like no we're doing early 2000s this is literally like someone that was very 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 big and a song that was just like such a freaking huge deal um in 2005 and beyond so i had to play i'm sprung by t-pain I'm just saying why there's so much stuff I wish if we if we were doing this like for hours and hours like man even uh I was playing Chris Brown just came on the scene at this point and he had everybody choke that I'm not gonna finish it but sorry yeah um but when he first came out he was like this young kid or whatever like the music was so good and um like we were playing a game at Valentine's Day and it was like had to sing sing a song with the 
sing a song with the word in it that game and the word was kiss and i was like that song that lovey dovey that kiss kiss, kiss. kiss. oh music was so <laughs> good like nah like i was just listening to a song off of his off of his debut album i was like what a freaking debut like yeah <laughs> that was so good man this was such a and this was also the era of i think we talked about this before but the era of like there was a lot of songs going around with like instructions in them so like one two step um mm-hmm. to sierra sierra was in her prime um during this time yeah um, i thought of picking a bow wow song too but there's just so many it's just it's just too much um uh, but i can i was like what am i going to do for my last one i have to mention um melissa v elliott um, and I was going to do Lose Control, but then I remembered this song and I was like, no, nah. so here we go. My style can't be duplicated or recycled. This chick is a sick individual. this song just feels good like i gotta listen to this whole album i'm gonna listen to this album today it just feels good like this whole era man shout out to missy elliott oh my bad that was uh we run this in the sample yeah this this song goes crazy speaking of um yeah like songs with with instructions and then i was thinking of lean with it rock with it that was huge and um and when soldier boy first came out listen say what you want about soldier boy but he because he had a couple he had he had the superman he had the batman that was also popular yeah. and he had uh he it was a soldier boy but we had chicken noodle soup Chicken, chicken and I let it rain. Yeah. It cleared out. Like there was so much yeah, of that. The cat daddy. It was a whole bunch of and then don't even get me started on a freaking jerking era. <laughs> That's the thing. And seeing all these new kids like jerking, it's just like we used to do that. And it's like they Yeah. The jerking era was actually the first pandemic we went through because <laughs> no, like I just it was so like it dominated our lives. I don't know how <laughs> severe it was in other places i'm actually not even gonna say some of the stuff we used to be doing <laughs> because it's just like embarrassing when i think about it now but drinking was like it was like i don't even know it was I just felt, everywhere i don't remember too much when did drinking start i feel like i was in high school by then mm-hmm, probably yeah because i was definitely in middle school yeah, i was definitely so in middle school drinking era if i saw that era oh man it was crazy <laughs> I just remember things so clearly because, like, after the high school, then that's when I feel like that's when I don't know. I want to look into like do some research and stuff. But I feel like that's when music took a, t- took a turn, like the turn of the millennium when Drake started when Drake came out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I feel like music shifted from from what we just talked about to like to where we. Well, I feel like we're past that that shift. Actually, we're past that twenty ten. 
and I'm also um and and I think I'm right that Jerkin was also probably a little bit more intense because like new boys who like started the whole thing were from they were they were from like just outside of LA so they were like maybe that's why I had y'all on Choco like that it, it was yeah, bad it was bad <laughs> like, were we y'all were jerking before they did they all make that up the time hmm? did they make that up. I think they made it up. I never really heard of Jerkin before Your Jerk came out. Let me look it up. Oh, yeah. Your Jerk came out in 2009. Oh, girl, I was on my way out of high school. For real? Yeah, I'm old. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm, I'm being dramatic. I, was, I left high school in 2011. I'm telling you. I'm old. Yeah, you are. I feel like it, I seem. I time me down oh my god i gotta listen to time me down after this with a ray j nah and then also speaking of ray j a song you know a song i almost pick <laughs> sexy can i just spot in my manners oh, you, you gotta got like like whoa <laughs> let me go and get my camera all i want to know is sexy, sexy can, can i, I sexy yeah can I hit it from the front <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta listen to that after we done and um What's that song by Cherish? I always listen listen <gasps> to it. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I was. Wait, I, wait, I used, wait. What is that? Um, I, and you know what? I used to listen to that song last summer. I was listening to, listen to that song all the time. Wait, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, do it, do it. it. That's what. We'll be rocking to it, do it, do it, do it. And also, Danity Kane. I almost picked yeah. that one. I almost picked. Uh, I just there was so much stuff that like I have vivid memories of. I'm like, oh, I can play this. I can play this. Uh, showstopper. Yeah. Showstopping. We show show. All these songs sound familiar. Like the same. I just realized. <laughs> anyway, that's how we keep it popping. Oh my god, there's so much good music. And I don't even know, like, good is debatable. I feel like people might be listening to me like, girl, good. But it's just like, when it's like associated with a memory, I yeah. have a specific memory of Showstopper. We were, <laughs> if I were, th- if I had kids like this, I would just kick them out. But Mr. Janice, my orchestra teacher in middle school, he would be w- doing work after school. And me and all my friends who were not in, in orchestra would be in the orchestra room. And I have a distinct memory of us choreographing a dance the showstopper in the orchestra room and it's like when you have songs attached to memories like they just make them seem so much better than they actually are is showstopper a good song i don't know but it's good to me okay like an era who wasn't even in danny kane who's on i'm gonna look what happened to this i don't girl? know that's definitely the pizza dolls <laughs> i was about to say dakota scherzinger <laughs> Um, but I was man day two. I still listen to day twenty six too. So oh, I never listened to them. <gasps> day twenty perfectly. Bl- oh my goodness! Nah, day twenty six. Day twenty six was better than Danny Dan Kane. Maybe let me see because you know, a lot of times, like what even my mo- musical memory about genres that I really do know, like <laughs> like I realized I just don't know who did it. Like Esfahan was doing a he was working on a excerpt and he I knew every note. And I was being stupid. I was like, put my hand like this while he was playing it. And I'm like, dang, what is that? He looked at me like, for real, Katie? And I was like, I had to search. I'm like, oh, it's Brahms too, You know, but it's just like, I know it. I just don't know it. So let me see. Day oh, your, your fave? Brahms too. Your favorite symphony? I've been working on not saying nothing because <laughs> that, 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 um, 
that piece is like candy man every time i say it, it show up so yeah the biggest ones from day 26 was perfectly blind perfectly blind is very big co-star wait since you've been, you been gone oh my since you been gone. that's that kelly clarkson <laughs> <laughs> no but kelly clarkson was also in her bag during this era but no that since you've been gone is also very very good what it's very good They kind of fine. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> and this was also like early 2000s. That was the time of like guys singing love songs and stuff. Oh, like yeah. in a way that was like. So they they are singing. Like it's just very good. I feel like Beyonce, already, Beyonce started to be like. I feel like as, as someone who is a church girl. I feel like Beyonce for me started to make her emergency in this area as well. Because she had to the left, to the left. Like it was just. It was just a time. I feel like, and I feel like anyone could say this was around her debut, though early two thousands. Because when did when wait, did Dangerously in Love right. came out? Because come out, yeah, it's probably two thousand three. Wrapped up Destiny's Child because Destiny Ch- Child. I thought that one of their last songs was Soldier, and that had us the joke. Oh yeah, ah wait, you got in there. You know I'm the hottest around. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about uh, that song. Yeah, we was all Lime Wire and Frost Wire and Burning CDs. Yeah. This girl I used to be friends with Khalid, and she stopped being my friend for a good reason, but that's fine. Um, Ooh, what happened? I can't tell you right here. You I've can't. told you, I've told you before, but I feel like I was looking out for her, but the way I did it hurt her feelings. And I don't remember this at all. You do remember it, but I'm not gonna say what it is because it Hold ended on. up like in retrospect, especially like as grown Katie. Cause I did not want to hurt her feelings, but she had something going on. And I didn't want to tell her, so I asked somebody else to tell her. And she was because me and my other friend, we were discussing it. We were like, okay, we gotta tell her what's going on. We gotta tell, we gotta try to help her out. And oh, my friend I think was like, I knew know what you're talking about. You do know. So I was like, she had okay, this girl had something going on. So me and my best friend at the time were like, okay, we got I don't want to tell her because this is before open and honest conversations, right? Yes. That's exactly Okay. Right. <laughs> so this is before this is before all of our rhetoric about open and honest conversations. And I was also twelve, okay? So <laughs> no, I was in high school, so fourteen. Okay. Not any better. So I'm like, I don't want to hurt her feelings, but she this is going on. People be talking about it. And me and my friend were like, okay, boo, boo, boo. We don't, we don't want to say nothing. I was like, girl, why don't you say something like my friend called for? I'm like, you, my best friend at the time called for. I was like, girl, you are like, you are like, you don't care about nobody. You don't think about nothing. Nothing nobody says about you. You don't care about nothing. You, she, she was like that. Like, she was like, I'll say what I want. Da, da, da. I'm like, why don't you tell her? She's like, girl, I don't want to tell her. I'm like, okay, boo, I'm going to ask this person to tell her. So we don't got to work. And the way that this dude said it, he was like, your friend said that, da, 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 but she didn't want to do that. I'm like, why would you say <laughs> Your friend said da da da, but she didn't want to tell you. Why would you say it like that? So then she stopped talking to me. So I and I feel bad. I haven't. She we talk about you on social media, but it's like I feel bad because the way I handled that wasn't great. But I was also fourteen, and I at the end of the day, I didn't want to tell you because how do you tell someone this particular thing? You cannot tell. You cannot say that to someone without. And now I know as an adult that. You that's something that's gonna hurt your feelings regardless. So mm-hmm. I might as well tell you, you know, because it's for your betterment. Like you need to know that thing. Um, like th- the girls were speaking about it. Um, everyone was. Which is how you know, like bullying wasn't really a, that big of a thing. It, it happened, but it wasn't that big of a thing in my school because that is a bullying offense. Like that is something that will 
attract yeah. bullies. Um, but anyway, I forgot how we came on the subject. But shout out to Destiny's Child. Um, ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of mm-hmm. bottles and they park is full of girls. That girl probably got you on a dartboard on her wall. No, I'm just playing. Girl, that would explain so much. <laughs> she got, got a doll with me in her closet <laughs> with needles in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was how long ago was that? Man, that was like 15 over years 10 ago. Years. Yeah, yeah, that was like 15 years ago. She has to be over it by now. I mean, it. She, I, I ain't, I ain't put a, I ain't take out a post in school newspaper. Like I literally no, was okay. trying. To, I was trying to help her out, and now that talk, every time I talk about, it, I do feel bad. I'm like, dang, that's like not really even my character. I'm not a mean girl, which is why I didn't want to tell her in the first place. I wanted someone else to tell her. Should have just told her, or I should just sucked it up. But you know, whatever. I was 14. Would I do it again? No. But do I blame myself? I also don't. <laughs> I wonder if she remembers that. Well, people, yeah, people, you remember. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure she does. I'm sure, I'm sure she does. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever go famous, she'll be one of the girls to be like, and then this hoe, you over here, talk about Katie. Let me tell you what happened. And I would be getting up and be like, I was 14, girl. You have to heal. My dear, rest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're going to move on. Yep. Um, so this this week we're talking about the Super Bowl where they played sports ball on the big field <laughs> with the grass. Uh, oh, I heard it was sturdy grass from Kid Fury Sports Shorts. <laughs> really informative, actually. He did a really good job. Um, I don't. I learned a lot. The grass was firm. Um, I learned there was a lot of people there, and I learned that it was in L.A. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hoops and baskets <laughs> so we're talking um about the music of the super bowl so first off the halftime show which is the main musical event was very elaborate this year so mm-hmm. Catherine, what did you think i didn't know what to because like, i heard the i heard the names like i said earlier like i know songs i just don't always associate them directly with the with the artist so when I saw the lineup, I'm like, oh, this is a solid lineup. Like, that's really exciting. And then I didn't think about it. I never watched it in, until we were preparing for this. Like, I was, I moved on with my life. Um, but um, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. It kind of, like, made like, the same way that this intermission kind of, like, made me feel, like, all warm and fuzzy. Like, I thought of the same thing when watching this. I'm like, we used to listen to these songs. Like, it was a whole, like, reunion. The set was, like, I didn't realize until, like, later on that, like, the little carpet they were on because it, it gave them carpets that you had in, in preschool with the little cars on it um the little carpet they were dancing on was like a aerial shot of la which was like right that's what it looked like that was really really cool and um and yeah and i loved i loved i loved all of i loved all of it for the most part so that's not all i love most of it <laughs> and um particularly kendrick that was my favorite part of the whole thing and I liked I like seeing Snoop Dogg dressed as SG Row. Might cop that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might cop that fit for you know you know SG Row Centennial this year. So I got me a little fit. So I'm asking where he got it from. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. We we tell you it was nine thousand dollars. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, 
9,000 yen? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I saw the lineup. Part of me was like, part of me was like, I mean, obviously I liked all the artists that were on the lineup. Part of me was a little confused because I feel like there haven't been so many people doing the Super Bowl. So I'm like, dang, what is this going to mean for future Super Bowls? Like, how are you going to top? This yeah. is like a lot of good people, you know, like yeah. people, some some of which who could who, who could have done it on their own. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dang, right. if you're doing multiple people who could who could do it on their own. I'm like, dang, we're going to have it's going to be 10 people next year, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. So I was like, I wonder how this is going to how this is going to play out. Um, But what's I going to say? I also I didn't watch it until like everybody was talking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And. I don't think I ever watched the Super Bowl halftime show until the one I was in. So <laughs> I just generally don't really care very much. But um, yeah. I watched it because I heard that people was crip walking. So I was like, okay, I have to watch it. <laughs> so and, I watched it like a couple Snoop of days Dogg ago. Did, all across every, all, every stage he got on. Um, and every, yeah. So I heard that a couple of days ago when I watched it. And besides, like everybody was saying, this is the blackest show ever. And also, I was also confused by that because I was like, well, hold on. Yeah. But. <laughs> But I can see, like, it was it was very black, despite, you know, Eminem's part. But um, but I also feel like we're, it's funny, we're kind of in an era where a lot of, like, people who, they didn't come up in Eminem's era, so they're like, this white dude. I'm like, actually, I'm going to shut up about that. <laughs> because, um, I mean, I know that you're in favor of his. Shut uh, up. Of his, and I am, too. I just, uh, of Eminem specifically. I don't and, like, I think that. Eminem is great, and maybe we should do the line there. But <laughs> I, you are taking an isolated experience, and I know okay. you, I know you saw that, and you were like, "Oh, I know Katie eating this up right now." I don't actually know Eminem's music at all. Like when he, like the song that he that he did or whatever. Like I knew that song because I've heard it around, because like I I live on planet Earth in America where he also lives, you know. So it's like, and and also the time that that those songs came out, I was around people all the time like i feel like when you're in school you just hear certain stuff you know what i'm saying so i know he came up you no sorry no sorry go ahead um but i did think uh, that's why one of the things when we were delaney and i planned this episode separately and then we met up and then decided which direction to go but some of the notes that i had um about that when i saw it i was like okay well you know was it appropriate for him to be there now obviously a lot of like people who like rap or whatever or rap heads be like yeah of course because eminem and this time but it's like we have all this blackness and then it's like what's appropriate and i I didn't i didn't really have an answer to that but and also the reason why that struck a chord with me is i was i was telling um talking to someone about this i don't remember who um i'm in a facebook group that they follow like the hbcu dancers and jackson state right now they have um, they have a Hispanic dancer. The J sets have a Hispanic dancer. Um, she's very good. She, uh, she's very good. I've been actually following Priscilla for a couple of years now, because like she's like, uh, it's like she's a she's a Mexican doing majorette dance. Like I was like, what what is, what is this? But so the the comment section in Facebook, they're like, I can't wait to see Priscilla's captain. Like she would make such a great captain. And I'm sitting back. I'm in I'm in the background because I'm just I'm just observing. But I'm just like, it's really weird because I feel like the people in my bubble in my the people that I have conversations with we would recognize that although <clears throat> excuse me that it's it is 
amazing that Priscilla is that she dances well and she does the, the, the style well and all these other things. The people in my circle would, would say it is not appropriate for her to come into a black space and be captain. Like she is there and she's participating, but in in a, in a school as Jackson State that has a history of Jackson State, the reason why Jackson State exists the way it does why the even going back to why we have hbcus and stuff like that it's probably not appropriate for her to be captain that's what i would say and i feel like that's reasonable that's what i would say and i mean like it's not about like being you know prejudiced or whatever it's just like this was this was created to be a black space you know it's not like this is not and this is not like a team down at at the university of memphis for example like this is this was a protected space because we couldn't go anywhere else um so that that's i thought i thought the same thing with the m&m thing i'm like what are people saying about this but i wasn't following the conversation of the super bowl because i wasn't on twitter when the super bowl happened and also like i just started i, I got to the conversation too late so all the all the all the 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 nuanced uh rhetoric that was happening i missed it i just saw all the mary j blige memes that's what that's when i entered the conversation so i was like okay i'm not gonna go back um but i wanted to know your thoughts on that because i was like and I also like I didn't I didn't like I said I didn't see the conversations of it leading up to it like when they announced who was gonna be doing it. Um, I'm not a rap head. I would never profess to be one. So I don't. But I wanted to know were people even talking about that. Like you have all of this. You have all of this going on. Is it probably for Eminem to be there? I wanted to 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 to, to open that and because I feel like it's worth having. Because if we don't have these conversations, we're in we're in this era where it's just like we're in this era where there's a lot of mixed messaging there's a lot of covering up we talked about that a couple of weeks ago there's a lot of skewing history erasing history stuff like that and i feel like when we start when we when we take the route well it's just music that is very that is very damaging that could be and classical music is trying to clean that up right now we're not trying not actively trying but you know what i mean like that whole like it's just music what's the problem uh type thing so yeah what are your thoughts on that i would have thought you that would have been a nice breath of fresh air for you. So you're annoying. No, you are very kidding. annoying. You are very like, annoying. Not a breath of fresh not, air. I don't I, like I, you. I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking that when I watched it, but now uh, thinking about, I didn't think that. Like when I saw, like, ooh, Katie's probably breathing breathing better no, now. Like I, not, I hope not. <laughs> but um, now now that I think about it, I'm like, he's probably like, whoo, that guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um no um yeah I also was kind of like I mean I think there is it's funny because like the young young Gen Z like I feel like are coming at it from the complete opposite side as like most people where like they don't Eminem hasn't really put Eminem is not the Eminem he was you know Mm -hmm. before so they have not experienced that Mm -hmm. and so they are completely on the who was this mid he's mid he's like they're completely on that and and I'm like that's that's just not whatever but when I saw the lineup I I was that was my immediate thought why Mm -hmm. why now when you said is that are people having that conversation like in hip-hop i i do not think so i think hip-hop heads who are not scholars who are not hip-hop scholars don't care about stuff like that because they don't they've shown it over and over again they don't care about uh stuff when it like they don't care about issues like that they're very much like 
the same debates over and over and over again or it's just the music or mm-hmm. da, da, like they do not care a, a lot of hip-hop heads because a lot of their faves are like do things that are egregious and and they don't care about that so they definitely don't care that eminem is white and and is in the mix like they wouldn't think twice about that especially because i also think that eminem's presence was the logic the logic behind it might have been i think in part was let's throw somebody white in here but also is a testament to i think to do- to Dr. Dre because he sort of he put him on and oh, um okay. yeah he, he was very gives me some context yeah some that's it, it's important because he's one of he's one of Dr. Dre's most successful you know discoveries I would say see um, so that makes sense so now that makes yeah. sense to me and I didn't have the context <laughs> so it's like uh, Crystal said this on on insecurity like very early on insecurity she was like I'm always going to look for the racism so it's like <laughs> <laughs> When I saw it, I was like, "Who was this man?" You know, like Which I wouldn't have yeah. known until like pretty like I watched Hip Hop Evolution and I kind of learned about mm. um, Eminem's come up. And what I really like about Hip Hop Evolution is that they they'll tell the story like in a narrative format, and they don't be like, "So on this day, Jay Z did like mm. they will tell like they will tell the story in a narrative format, and they'll be talking about somebody who's coming up on the scene, and then it's like revealed to be this person oh cool. so you like so you like see how they really like came into the story mm-hmm. without knowing that it's them and then they be like and that person was such and such like oh, it's more it's not as clunky as that but like <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean no, no, no. um and so that's how i kind of learned that like eminem was like it was like some some white kid in detroit was like going to freestyles and like killing everybody and like somebody played uh, the tape for Dr. Dre and he was like we gotta get this dude down here and all of this stuff and um and they talked about the reveal that he was white although I was like how did you hear Eminem's voice well uh, mm, mm. I don't know maybe it's because what I, I know what I know now I'm like yeah he's white but mm-hmm. maybe if you hadn't seen him at all and it's just on a cassette tape you wouldn't know um but but yeah it was like talking about his um sort of come up and and also it talked about why he was such a big deal because the stuff he was rapping about was stuff that pretty much only white people (laughs) would say like he was saying a lot of stuff that was freaking crazy like (laughs) to be honest um but yeah i think that that's also part of it but overall because like but i will say i agree that was one of my first thoughts was like this could have just been black especially because it was in inglewood my yeah. hometown and that's what i i Maybe so when people were saying okay oh, when you still got the key i was like let me get the key like oh, you, you watch a video on, on patreon no i just heard that she got the key and i saw some pictures um but she, what was i about to say yeah so when i heard that it was the blackest one ever i was like mm. I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh, but I do get what people were saying that after I watched it, because not only was it very black, it was very L.A. And that's what I really mm. like the 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 way that it was dressed, the the crip walking, like everything. I was like, I do see that even despite Eminem's presence, how black it was. I could see why people would say that, mm-hmm. but maybe like overwhelmingly, it was. It was very it was very black. It was very black. It was very L.A. They had a freaking. A freaking tam's burger sign i i didn't apparently the set which the set was interesting to me because i wondered how that would work if you were in the live audience how yeah, i feel like some people things. got shortchanged 
because I'm like when we're watching on a thing like they're doing some videographies to draw the eye to where it needs to be if you're just in the stadium like I feel like that would be kind of hard but I don't know maybe the, Um, the jumbotrons like you could look up and see what we we were seeing yeah I, I suspect that is that 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 was the case but I feel like yeah I feel like then well I guess the point the whole point is the game not the halftime show <laughs> I mean but you <laughs> might as well like <laughs> like the, even the way I was like some people are getting shortchanged for real because even the way the set was it's like if you were on, on one side of it like you could yeah you could see what was going on but that's something that I wouldn't even want to see I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be there to see that like I would rather yeah be at home and see that because it's just like there's so much stuff even like it, it really surprises me that football it doesn't surprise me but it's interesting to me that even like football fans they go to a football stadium to see the game because it's like i asked my uncle back in the day like not back in the day it was november i was like no like when i come home why well, i don't know why i said back in the day i'm really just doing the best i can after the week i had but um I asked my uncle back in November, I'm like, I want to go to a Bears game because, you know, I watched the TikTok on how football works and I want to go see if I can understand it. And he was like, we'll see. And I'm like, not the football, football on 24-7. If it's not CNN, it's football. Not Mr. Man talking about we'll see. I'm like, why not? He's like, we'll see because it's going to be cold and you can't see everything. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Like, you really, like, when you were at home, you can see everything. Like, they doing all the shots. Replays. Yeah. Slow-mo. And you just there, like... <laughs> see if you see it it's like i feel like that 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 particular i'd love to see that like that was like concert worthy materials like i would love to see that like in a concert by itself without someone in the youtube comments was like it's so nice um of dr dre to have the um nfl open for his concert (laughs) because that's what that's what it that's what it gave you know and it's crazy because that was a big lineup and a lineup that oh, oh they didn't pay they didn't even get paid for that excuse people me? don't get paid for the halftime show you don't Mm-mm. you because you don't no what? we don't because of the publicity like Not they pay for exposure yeah for the exposure yeah yeah wait for real that was yeah that's a whole thing it was a whole thing people were talking about it but yeah because they were talking about how much they they gave like statistics about like how much people's like sales and everything jump after they do the halftime show apparently like you get no better publicity than that so they don't feel like they ought to pay you they pay for the expense the expenses of realizing your vision but that's it and i know that was a problem with michael jackson and they compromised by donating to his foundation but they still wouldn't pay him that's so weird to me, but I I, I get it. I I get because like so many isn't like the isn't it like the most watched, not even sports program like thing period. I suspect so. I'm gonna look that statistic up. That's that's yeah. really. I mean, let's say doing because I I just could not see myself. I personally could not see myself putting all that time because it's not even just about like okay they'll put you up real nice you get a boxy or whatever like it's not even just about that or paying for the set. The dancers get paid though, right? Because you can't even see them. I'm sure the dancers get paid. Maybe is that part of the expense of realizing the vision? Probably. But it's just like it's it's not just about that. It's about like the rehearsals up to that. That's the point yeah. that that gets me. It's not like you just showing up and doing your thing. It's like up until that point, you you 
you in a studio two months before climbing on top of them houses trying to get yeah yeah I don't know but like, um, I was Mary J Blige I'm not doing nothing for exposure Super Bowl or not <laughs> exposure especially like for I could see no actually did they, did they pay uh, Mary Mary I'm sure they paid for him for that because I just mean specifically the halftime. Okay, show. specifically the halftime show because I'm like they didn't even sing their own stuff, so it's just like what exposure they did get from that. Okay, yeah. that's stressing me out. I'm stressed. I'm over here bent over. <laughs> Imagine me, Dr. Dre, for exposure. I mean, but I guess people like are will stream your stuff, but like, and I saw I felt like some of that was like I was also surprised that 50, I mean everybody was surprised that Fifty Cent was there because he wasn't announced, but um, also just gross. like. Like not in like a, not in like a he did egregious thing type of way, but just like he's just not a nice person. Yeah, he's not. He said to somebody that you do not want to cross. Like yeah, because he's just like <laughs> he's just like so heinous. Yeah, and like when you talking word. about people, he's just heinous. Him yeah. just <laughs> heinous is the perfect like. When I saw him, I look at this. Look, look at him up there. Yeah, he um. <laughs> yeah but like i could see, i remember also seeing the lineup and being like trying to connect the dots it's hard to connect the dots i mean of course i, I love mary j blige it was hard to connect the dots with mary j blige but like dr dr dre and snoop dogg from la uh kendrick Lamar from compton and then the whatever so then i was i was very surprised to see 50 cent but yeah overall also the um the set was like a strip mall like set from like a strip mall in Compton so because I, I was also like oh it was a strip mall I thought it was like a, I thought it, it was a house party vibe I mean I saw the Tams I saw the burger thing but it gave house mm-hmm. party vibe yeah because but I, I didn't even realize that because I don't I have never I never really have a reason to be in Compton so but I was also like why is there a Tams <laughs> sign like I'm here for it but why but anyway I want to have a house party. That sounds like fun. I want to throw a house party. I'm gonna throw a house party. Yeah, I gotta have a house Katie studio. strikes again. You said what? I said introvert Katie strikes again <laughs> with her house party. Cause a house party will be fun. I probably will leave early, but a house party would be fun. It's you, you're throwing it. <laughs> you leave early. It's at your house. I wouldn't do that at my house though, which is which will be hard to do because a lot of Airbnbs are like yeah, so no parties. Yeah. But a house party like, like a two thousands themed house party where all the music was two thousands. People do be having house parties. House parties used to be dangerous though. Was yeah. there house yeah. parties? My mom. I, I, first of all, I was never a party type of girl, which is hilarious. Why I want to throw one, but um, every time, every time there was a house party in Evanston, all well, they wouldn't be Evanston. They would people go to Chicago. They either got shot up or I was, was a fight. Every <laughs> single time, got shot up. every single time. So it wasn't even a. I mean, I never. It never crossed my mind. My mind to ask my mother to go to one. I think my whole. T- besides like school organized functions like homecoming and ebony ball and prom, I went to one party in high school because it just was not my gig, and I did not enjoy myself there. So I was like, "Why well, we could just listen to all this music at home?" But also the kickback era. That was also people wasn't having parties. They was having kickbacks. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard of? Yeah, the the kickback era. Um, I also wasn't at those, but my sister was. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the kickback era. When was that? Late the turn of the turn of the century, turn of the millennium at twenty ten. Yeah. Okay. Around so there. Around that time, the kickbacks 
I went to a PWI and I had white friends and they were doing cake stands. So I was at my apartment. I was at home. <laughs> I cake stands. <laughs> no, when they when they got when my friends got tired of partying and they just we did, we actually did like regular degular like we're gonna have like ten people over and like have drinks. I will go to those. Um, they would just call me incessantly until I left my apartment, and I'm like, I'm gonna come through, and it was a great time. I will go through for an hour, and I will go back home. I'm just not a party girl, but if it was me and like 20 people, and we had a house party, and you had to dress like from that era, oh it was you, that would be I'm so like, much fun. That would be. Can you need to just start her event planning business because she always wants some stuff. You said that whole she for Valentine's day i was like you know what i'll see you on the other side <laughs> i was like i know the ladies i can go to this but like let me just not be i don't want to i didn't want to feel like rude not inviting her so i was like let me invite her but I'm not, you don't stop inviting her because she never comes but that's okay i not everyone not never when was the last time you did Girl, something like that you never come when was that's the last okay. time you did something like that i don't remember you ever doing nothing like that like that i was invited to you did stuff for christmas but that was with your family in person like I remember you playing nothing with no activities except for those game nights, which I did come to. Okay, fine. If I have the energy, <laughs> you know, much energy, energy that's especially because I just got off a flight the day before. But that was fun. Valentine's Day was fun. We played games. We had a drawing contest. Talking about recipes, and then you said we you made. had to sing. Start see that that would have been. I would have had to click. Okay, out. but Danielle. <laughs> Danielle was like I'm not singing Katie but this song that goes like this like you know and also people you should have came through because people like the only only Chelsea shout out to Chelsea Sharp Chelsea Sharp and I made made what I prepared everyone else had the desire to make it but when, when the day came they were like yeah so we just came for the vibes and I was like okay guys I'm just gonna be here because it's just like if everyone's not cooking I mean it's fine like I can't police how people do stuff and I, I, I just prepare I just care that people are there like I just want you to we can have a good time but Chelsea and I took the first like two hours making what we were supposed to be making so it's like everybody else was just, we were we were talking of course but it Aww, was cute to Chelsea. Chelsea also once you texted the group chat and it was numbers I didn't have saved I was like hold on okay but the vibes <laughs> were great like literally I, and there's some, there's some people like Jen was like so I know Jen doesn't cook like I know Jen doesn't cook but I was like I sent it to her and I was like maybe you know I'll get her on a good day <laughs> Jen was like so I will be there. She doesn't I, cook at all. She does, but she she's like she's like I, I, if I remember correctly, if she hears this and I'm wrong, my bad. Um, but she's not like a cooker. You know, people who are just like not cooking. Yeah. Like yeah, um, but they can cook. Some they stuff, can no, no, yeah. Like I have a couple friends like that who just they did not. Girl, I'm ordering takeout. <laughs> <She's> all- <laughs> but we had like, and people were like I had to do some buying, but you know. You saw my you saw my drawing of the photograph. I ate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ate, uh, it was so. Good. But yeah, I'm gonna do that. That could be ice people. What's what's it, what you got going up for uh, St. Patrick's Day? Girl, I think I'm gonna audition around that time. Someone be. I'm mad you took to be serious. I'm gonna be lonely. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> Cause I might be finding fun, but I'm really, oh I'm really. <laughs> I'm really that would be cute though because we can make like little cookies. Remember them? You remember them? I mean, they're not vegan, but you remember them? Oh, you don't like the frosting cookies? That was wow, nasty. Y'all know what cookies we talking about though. If you just Google those cookies, wait, you just Google yes. If you Google those cookies, they will come up because everybody has the debate about those cookies. 
You literally Google those cookies. Those are the best cookies created by man. Are you kidding me, Katie? Are you, an, are you an enemy of progress who doesn't like them? Listen. Are you kidding me? Delaney. First of all, I don't trust nothing that that that's good on your taste buds because you be having some. You be having some, some uh, oh, questionable. The loft house cookies. They are so good some. because the they cookie so to nasty. frosting ratio is 50-50. It, they are so, and they're, they're so, so nasty. soft and pillowy. I hate that. I don't understand they're how people like cookies. I let me logged on Twitter a couple years ago, and I'm like, "What's going on here? Like, what's why? I didn't know people did not like them. They're at every. Yeah, they're very polarizing. They're very po- polarizing. That, surpri- that surprised me because how good they are. They are at every Except function. Of, no, they're not. Not ones that. Well, actually, I don't be at any. So. <laughs> Um, I used to have this argument with the violence in my quintet about them cookies. So uh, I have to make these. I don't. I don't bake. I made a pop tart yesterday for my video, and it was chaotic from start to finish. Um, I don't. I don't like baking because it's so exact. And someone in my comments was like, "Yeah, girl, you have to make the butter be room temperature first And I was like, "I knew that, but I thought if I massaged it with the spoon, <laughs> it will get room temperature." <laughs> like. I don't like following rules in general. It's like a, a character flaw. So it's like, oh my god, I don't like following rules that don't make sense. Why room temperature butter when I could just when it will become room temperature when I'm done? But it wouldn't. It. That's why. It, <laughs> but it wouldn't. They tested it, so it's a rule that does make sense because it works when you do it the right way. <laughs> so, so my shortbread was so crumbly, and I'm like, what's going on? But you know, I'm stubborn, so I'm like, we're gonna fight this. I'm gonna rock it out to the end. And I did. I fought and I fought and I fought and posted that joint. But um, gosh, I have to make these. I'm so excited. The frosting, so nasty, man. Back in the day when I had the metabolism, you could eat like seven of them joints. I'm so I. That should be a poll on our story. We should see. And just so you know, if you say you like them, you're wrong. They're not. Actually, you're not wrong because it's your opinion. You like them, but they're not good. Do you not like sweets? I do, but I'm trying to figure like why would someone not like them? I think I I haven't had them in years. They're just bleh. they I think they're too I don't think I don't like things that are too sweet though. And like this, that's sweet. the reason why I don't like I don't like funnel cake. I think funnel cake is disgusting. Funnel cake is so good. See. I, it's too sweet. The powdered sugar, the, the, like it but sometimes I don't it can like be overkill it. because it makes sometimes it can make your teeth hurt because if you get it, like, I've never gotten it this way because it looked like it'll make my stomach hurt. But when you go to like Six Flags and stuff, you get part of sugar and then chocolate and then ice cream. It'd be too much. So and strawberries. Much. It's too much. I can't. Mm-mm. And also, like, this is not the type of cookie I like. Like, why is it? Te- why is that that texture? Like, I don't like hard cookies. So. I don't like hard cookie hard cookies either. But that one is like cakey. Mm-hmm. I would just have some cake, a cupcake without that weird icing. That's like the icing look like it come in a sheet and y'all just cookie cutter it's it like good. that. <laughs> oh it's, like, it's like a little like firm on the top when you in the middle. Like a like, felt, like some felt. <laughs> not felt, but it's like kind of like firm on the top, but it's like pillowy. And then the little cookie, like it's good. I got to figure out how to make these vegan stacks soft and cakey with a tasty buttercream bad luck with that okay um. <laughs> all right what was the what what's the well, we have to finish this episode. we were talking about um 
now that we've talked about the the halftime show there are also some other musical events at the super bowl this year and the orchestra had a little presence i noticed mm-hmm. um so if you didn't know um First, the NFL Honors Show, which happened, I think, a day or two before the Super Bowl, which is, like, they give out, like, awards and stuff for the sports ball throwers and catchers. Um, They had a house orchestra, and that house orchestra was the Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles. Shout out to Iceola. Um, I I joined Iceola in 2013, and I have been... I had been with them like pretty much whenever I was in LA and they were the house orchestra for that event. Um, and they was a bunch of people. Of course, I know that, like some people that were playing, they was posting all the celebrities. They saw Sierra and Russell Wilson. I was like, like they period. walked past them or like they just saw them. They were sitting cause they were in the pit. And so they were like, saw them like sitting cause they're like, I guess it was like a gala type of situation. Mm. And like, they was like sit like a dinner, I guess um so there was a house orchestra for that and then also if you saw the pregame performance um youth orchestra los angeles which is the el sistema inspired program in connection with the los angeles philharmonic um accompanied mary mary well they accompanied mary um in a in a um a rendition of lift every voice and sing um and that's also relevant because um mary is from uh inglewood which is where the stadium is Uh, so i want to talk a little bit about um about just orchestras being in the mix i know that we've had a lot of conversations in general about the relevance or like or like I guess, yeah, just the relevance of classical music and orchestras being in the mainstream. Um, and, like, what is your what are your thoughts about seeing two orchestras in, at a cultural event of this scale? Because, like you said, like, Super Bowl is one of the most, if not the most watched event of the year. Um, I think it's great. I think it's cool, too, because I feel like we're in a bubble. Like, I, I, I was reminded – I was – aware of that for the first time i mean because obviously like my mom and my family don't believe me know what's going on but i was like really made aware of it like when i like joined sg row and they had all these questions like okay pay for that um so (laughs) or the oboe store like i i became more aware of like how much we were in a bubble so i love seeing stuff like this um like that's that's my that was my general thing i'm like oh that's really cool to see to see that period um yeah i also think i also thought it was cool i also thought it was very apt that it was black and brown people like mm-hmm. both orchestras like icl is majority black um and um yola is mostly black and latino so i felt like this kind of like this question of relevance that, that classical music has been grappling with. Some people have not been grappling with it. They just are okay with being in the bubble because they think that the bubble makes them superior. Mm-hmm. Like those are most of the people that are okay with being in the bubble. Um, but those who are not like this question of relevance, I just find it very interesting that the people to bridge that gap into um, kind of, cross that barrier have all been people of color like Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of 
um, black and brown musicians are the ones with the ability and the, um, I don't know, just like the willingness to kind of cross that, cross that threshold mm-hmm. and be relevant. Cause I feel like a lot of people, although of course it was not like the main event, um, I feel like a lot of people were happy to see that, like, you know, to, I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, come on orchestra. Like, you know, like it's yeah. just like a part of it. And I feel like, um, when you have, if that orchestra had not looked the way, they, if those orchestras had not looked the way that they did, I don't think that there would have been like the same reaction or it would have, would not even probably wouldn't even have been orchestras there to be honest, mm-hmm. because you're in a historically black city um in Inglewood and I think it was important that I think well they're one they're trying to fight the gentrification allegation <laughs> so um uh that's that's a part of it but and the allegations are true but um also I feel like it was very intentional that they picked those particular orchestras mm-hmm. um and so I feel like we wouldn't we, we would not have seen that representation of of orchestra had it not been for us and shout out to the people who programmed that or whoever idea, whoever like was part of that project because um the lazy thing to do would have probably been able to get the to get the LA Phil to come in and and do that. And they did it. So that's mm-hmm. amazing. Um Well, I want to talk about a little bit about like some of the perspective that I've seen on this issue from people in classical music. I wasn't super involved in the Super Bowl discourse on um, on Super Bowl Sunday. To like, I know I follow a lot of music people on my main Twitter, and a lot of them were saying like, "Oh, we're gonna be talking about it," but I guess I missed those tweets, and I wasn't gonna go looking for them. So, um, also because it was Euphoria Sunday, so and also this is not Euphoria Sunday. Is that a thing? Euphoria comes out on Sundays. So do people call it that? <laughs> is that like your self care part of your self care lineup? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's myself uncare. <laughs> Euphoria? Euphoria? <laughs> Euphoria is anything but peaceful. I don't even know why I still watch that freaking show. Like, I think this will be our last season. It's so like it's so detrimental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, um, but no, some people call it Euphoria Sunday, like as like a joke, especially on Super Bowl. Like people may like oh who you were rooting for because like two best friends like one of them slept with the other one's boyfriend it was oh is that what today was crying about I don't it was going around there was like a like a meme it was like who you were who you rooting for Maddie or Cassie like oh Cassie's Cassie's not oh that's not one of today's who's today's character Rue um but Rue had told. Maddie, who's the girl who whose boyfriend got slept with, I guess. <laughs> um she had in the previous episode she had told her oh, that that's Cassie that slept with her. That was going on with her ball like yeah. That. And um and so of course now we was waiting for the next for the episode that came out on the Super Bowl Sunday was gonna be when we saw what she finna do about it, you know. So everybody was like, Who you rooting for? Because they was expecting a fight. What we got was so much worse. But um Anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Euphoria Sunday? Oh, yeah. So, like I said, I wasn't really in the mix. I was tweeting about Euphoria and reading tweets about Euphoria and Euphoria Inc. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's amazing how things still permeate my timeline when I have every variation 
every variation of any character of any and name and it's still I just, I've, I've given up because there's like there's not enough things you can mute there's not no that's how I feel about Kanye West I have every vi- variation I have Donda I have Kanye Kanye's with cause some people spell some people will use the possessive without the apostrophe so I do that and then I mm-hmm. use it then I have that with the apostrophe and then I have yay because when he changed his name but I can't do yay's because that's just yes so I can't <laughs> I can't mute that <laughs> Which I realized when I typed it out, I was like, dang. And wonder why your stuff is empty. I know. <laughs> uh, so, like, I have every single variation of that man's name, everything he puts out. I just muted the name of the documentary, which, docuseries, which I may watch, just no time soon. Docuseries. Um, yeah, he, it was a whole thing. He just, it just came out, I think, yesterday or the day before, something it, like that. Everyone's laughing at Kanye, like, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, this is. Alarming. it's not funny it, it's, yeah. it's nothing about not this funny. situation is funny like kanye been <laughs> not funny and his actions have been not funny for 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 years now yeah and i like i in some the things that have permeated and also i can't every time it's trending him or kim or p davidson trending always put not interested in this but they always come up even when they're trending i cannot it, i cannot escape it it's so freaking annoying but um, I was going to say, I'm going to start spelling everything on Euphoria slightly off so it does permeate your timeline. You're annoying. Because I want you to be in this with me. <laughs> I just don't see myself watching it. I said I would, there's something that I want, I'm working on, and I said I would watch the pilot just to, as, as, a, as a study, to see, to see like, how a pilot is written. But that's probably it. It is okay, not. Okay, pilot? No. But that's not, I just don't. Okay, coming soon, girl. To Katie Brown's story, coming soon. Being able to submit a tape where I hit the high D and it's on a D flat, which is what I had to do yesterday because time was running out. So listen, make it a D sharp. That is, it's technically a high D. Okay. <laughs> They'll be like, does this girl even know the piece? Do. Um. So when I could do that, that's that's what's coming soon. Another week, yeah. another attempt to master Dan, Don Juan. So when I could that, let me do that first. Well, um, I guess the subject at hand is literally begging me to go back to it. So, um, but I was talking a little bit about like just the reaction to stuff like this in classical music, and so I don't really know. Um, since since orchestras weren't really involved in the main event, the actual halftime show, um, none of that really showed up on my timeline. But if you remember in 2016, um. Yola Youth Orchestra Los Angeles was in the Super Bowl halftime show with Coldplay and Bruno Mars and Beyonce. Excuse me. And um, that I do remember some of the thoughts from the classical music community on. Now, it was overwhelmingly like a positive, you know, experience, especially because like, I'm like, it was it, it was announced ahead of time and it was a part of the main event. Like, I think. And also, I wasn't really in the classical music social media, like, space. At least not with people talking. Like, I wasn't on classical music Twitter or anything like that. Or, like, mm-hmm. music academia Twitter or nothing like that. Um, I, I followed a couple of classical music, like, influencers. But that's about it. And, like, on Instagram, there's only so much discourse that's going to be happening over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one particularly prominent one... Um, <laughs> actually had some negative things to say about it so like i said this the the fact that there will be an orchestra playing at the super bowl halftime show 
um, was announced ahead of time. So people knew it was coming. And so I guess people had formed their own perceptions of what that would look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this person basically came forward saying that it was like low-key a disappointment like to see how it was because dude mel was off to the side he's very off to the side like but um but that yeah <laughs> and that we were like you know just like in the background and it wasn't like you know actual like showcasing the orchestra it wasn't actual like classical music and i'm like i don't know why you thought you was gonna hear model six yeah <laughs> as the main event at the super bowl halftime show um but no girl like that would how would that even okay especially since such a, a limited uh, especially since such a limited percentage of the population cares about classical music because y'all don't do anything to help bring in a larger audience like y'all just want to sit around and keep doing the same stuff y'all are doing in different contexts and different flavors so it's like i don't know like imagine dudamel getting up there and just and y'all just whip out barbara dodgers for strings it's so overrated i couldn't think of anything faster but it's just like i don't understand (laughs) you couldn't that one got the whole notes with the little things on the sides the little um yeah the lines yeah (laughs) the headphones <laughs> what is so? I don't. I've never heard the word for the. Hoops. I I I feel like if I saw the word and I had to guess it from other words, I might be able to do it. It's a. I'm not even gonna guess on here because I'm not trying to have. I'm not trying to be embarrassed. It's not. It's with the little train tracks on the side on each side. Is it two words in one line? It's like one line on one side, one line on the other side. It's like a sandwich. Mm. That's that piece is overrated. When we oh, like the oh, we could just call it the meatball sub. There we go. Period. There we go. <laughs> But I remember like the girls were talking about that piece, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, um, one day in I think I don't know, I feel like we were playing it on one cycle in undergrad and the girls were like like, Oh my god, it's Liddy Titty, like we were gonna be playing Barbie Dodgers for screens. And it was just hyping it up, hyping it up, hyping it up, and then we got to the rehearsal and I'm like, This is mid at best. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what it was. Like it didn't give what they said it was gonna give. But yeah. um I personally think that would be kind of weird, to be honest. To I feel like what I would love to see is orchestras not being such a background role. I feel like maybe that could be it, like working with a composer to incorporate the orchestra, an orchestra's like performance ability, and incorporate that with singing. Like I think that would be cool, like to um to do. Like maybe that would be the next step, but like. Y'all gonna y'all gonna play Beethoven Five? Well, maybe people will appreciate Beethoven Five. People will know it, but like they will be, they will stop knowing it after the theme is presented. So you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. And also, like, I was about to say, um, oh yeah, and also like, even if there was gonna be like, even if the orchestra was gonna be the main event, like, I don't know why y'all thought youth they was gonna get a, a youth orchestra <laughs> to be the main event. but um also like i feel like there's been some recent composers like for example the guy I, I, his name is you know when you can see like the gist of something in your mind but like i know this is not his name but so i'm not gonna say it but the composer that did the music for succession like mm. 
is all the music for succession is like orchestral music and it's very very good and like i hear people like just you know non-musicians talking about it um i do think also it would be like so difficult to do because like we recorded the music for the super bowl ahead of time because we were playing acoustic instruments instruments we were really playing proper instruments they were like they were instruments but they weren't playable Mm -hmm. like there were no rods on the bows like you couldn't hear uh, um, anything if we were to to play anything anyway but um yeah i would be interested to see what that what that would be like honestly i don't think it would be much different from when you see people having a like a little string ensemble with them in award shows and stuff because i think it would have to be quite similar because now you you micing up a whole orchestra to be you know to play at the super bowl halftime show and be heard and then it's also like you're not gonna are you gonna pre-record and then mime a symphony probably not so (laughs) um but also i think that there's so many people there's a lot of people doing a lot of um innovative things that i definitely think that that's not the only way that classical music looks so mm-hmm. you know we might could now now joy come in and and they do some electronic something and maybe that's what what it's looking like mm-hmm. like i feel like classical music if we are open to like some of these advancements that we're seeing maybe maybe there, that's a another avenue for collaboration for people to see um the potential because i don't think that a lot of the things that of course as insiders a lot, a lot of the things that we see happening in classical music people have no idea that 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 classical music encompasses that mm-hmm. you know so i feel like i feel like it'd be cool i mean there are there are composers that come to mind um, like Matt Jones, for example, um, that would do really well in that space. Yeah. But classical music has to be open to that, and I, that doesn't start when it comes time for bids for the Super Bowl. That comes start that starts in your everyday programming, um, which y'all don't do. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I, I, we we tried to help as much as we can. Free help at that. So. <laughs> I'll sell y'all. Well, for Black Excellence. Yeah. All right, y'all. Time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. We talking about Delaney. Okay, so this week I'm talking about Angel Blue. I hope I didn't do her already, but we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. We did. Um, so Angel Blue is a very prominent soprano these days. You may have noticed her as um the destiny slash loneliness um character in Fire Shut Up in My Bones. Um, she also uh opened as Bess in Porgy and Bess at the Met in the 2019-2020 season. Um, and I believe she is reprising that role. Um or reprise that role this season as well um she's also uh she also had an internationally played praised debut at the french opera um in 2019 she has i mean she's one of those that just it's just a list so we just gonna name off a couple um a couple of opera companies that have been graced with her presence uh vienna state opera san francisco opera seattle opera um and san diego opera 
she also has um a a, con- a career as a concert vocalist um she has appeared in recital and concert in over 35 countries so that's your people katie I'm going to nine. um so how 25, 9. Oh, okay. Right. Similar. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, her, I'm just, you know, testing your own medicine. Um, and her important orchestral engagements have included Porky and Bess at the Berlin Philharmonic under Sir Simon Rattle, um, with the Philadelphia Orchestra under Marin Alsop. A Mahler's Symphony Number no. Two with an orchestra that has a very long German name that I cannot pronounce, and um, Verdi's Requiem in Sydney, Australia. She also um, has performed with the London Philharmonic, um, the Cincinnati Symphony. Uh, she also debuted uh, in recital at the Ravinia Festival um, right before the pandemic, and. Um, she also performed at Carnegie Hall at the 2019 uh, Richard Tucker Gala. Uh, she was raised in California. Hey, Kelly girl. Hi, sis. Um, and completed her musical studies at UCLA. Um, she was a member of the Young Artist Program at the Los Angeles Opera, after which she moved to Europe and began her international career at the Palau de las Arts in Valencia, Spain, and at the Verbier Festival. Um, she subsequently appeared um, at the theater Underveen, hope I said that right, in the rape of Lucretia, and as oh my goodness, see this is what the vocal. Let me let me pull over the vocalist, the stuff with the diction and stuff. More power to y'all because I be struggling. I be the um the uh okay le, um <laughs> not Leo. <laughs> Like everything a different language, like girl. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the uh, the bio is giving hours and hours like that song. So, um, but one of her favorite things, one of my favorite things that she's done is she also was in a um a, this YouTube video called Kids Meet an Opera Singer, and oh, it's like just a bunch of I don't yeah okay. It's a bunch of kids like meeting her and asking her questions and her showing her them stuff and it's very you know I don't really I'm not really a a fan of kids but it is a very cute video so if it can melt my iron heart then okay. I'm sure y'all will love it <laughs> now because the way when I told my mom I didn't like babies she looked at me like I was literally Satan reincarnated like <laughs> I mean babies Lenny they're babies like, what's what's to like <laughs> okay I don't dislike them. They just don't do nothing for me. I'm not like, I'm not like babies. Like I'm not one of those. Like I'm not like that with kids in general. Like I feel like sometimes when people don't like kids, they make it part of their personality. Mm. Where it's like every time a kid comes around, they're like, "Fuck kids!" Like it's not that. I just don't want it for myself, and I don't want to talk to other people's. But they cool. Some kids are cool. Chilling. Period. But anyway, thank you for being black and excellent. All right, my piece this week is uh, African Suite for Strings by Fela Sawandi. Shout out to him. I might have said his name wrong because he's Nigerian, so I don't probably Fela Sawandi. Um, but yeah, the piece is lit. It goes. So check it out. 
all right y'all thank yeah. you so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast if you have a piece of the week suggestion a black excellence suggestion or intermission suggestion send it to classically black podcast at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media for isbm ice black musicians check out our website isblackmusicians.com and join if you black if you black um i'll find a grave see y'all next week <laughs> bye bye